we were wrestling through, what will this record be? So I never knew the power of being grateful for pain. What is the big idea for this song? We run and hide from pain and from suffering and just try to have like a really great, wonderful, happy life. And the pain of that moment made way for this other reality to open up, this other side of life to open up. It's so good to be wrong about <laughs> like, it never felt so good to be just so wrong. Lucy's life teaches me all the time. All is not lost. The making of a brilliance album. Hi, everyone. Welcome to the fifth Brilliance podcast. Our new album, All Is Not Lost, is now available for pre-order. And until we drop the album officially, Keep coming back to the podcast for new premieres of songs from the album. This episode features my dear friend and longtime collaborator, as well as Dave's sister-in-law, Lisa Gunger. She tells the story of her daughter, Lucy, and we're so grateful she took the time to share it with us. Remember, all the music you hear on this episode is derived from the track we're going to premiere. So with that, I'm going to send it over to David. This is episode five, Night Has Passed. When writing for this record, I got together with a friend in Brooklyn, Eric Marshall, from a band called Young Oceans. We wanted to be able to write a song that dealt with how we approached the day from the morning till the evening. While we were talking, we stumbled upon an old prayer book that had the line, night has passed and the day lies open. And as we wrote this song, a song that kept on coming to my own mind um, that I absolutely love that uh, I had played at a wedding just weeks earlier. It was an old hymn that Cat Stevens made quite popular called Morning Has Broken. Maybe you play a part of like, Morning, Morning has broken. I loved this hymn. I loved everything about it. I loved the melody. I loved the feel. And I thought I would love to write a song that somehow paid homage to this hymn. When we wrote Night Is Past, I sent John the original arrangement, and it was actually in 4-4. John did what he does and tweaked it, and we changed it to 6-8, and then played around with it, playing it at different places, and every time that I played it, I noticed that people joined along quite easily, especially on that chorus. And so in making the record, one of the things that we wanted to do was be able to have lots of voices yeah. and lots of different melodies that can come out yeah. from this song. Yeah, okay, great. Lisa Gunger. So I never knew the power of being grateful for pain until we walked through the, the last couple of years. Um, well, it was, gosh, we were married for 10 years before I got pregnant. And, you know, for me, it was really strange because I didn't, for a while, we, we just didn't know if we wanted to have kids. I loved kids, which was weird for me because I was a nanny for a while and I loved kids so much. Um, but 
we just really liked being a couple and we liked our freedom and Michael and I both really liked the way life was. But I got to this point where it's, it's true, like this flip switches and it, uh, I just needed a baby. I'm like, I gotta have a baby. I need a baby. And, um, and then we couldn't, you know, we tried for six years and couldn't have a baby. And I really gave up on the whole idea of us having kids. So it was really strange going from not really sure if we wanted a family to it's something I just had to have. And it was the only thing I thought about everyone around us is getting pregnant because it's that that time where all of the other couples and everyone's getting pregnant and um and so we waded through those waters for a while and really gave up on the idea of having biological children and and then we tried to adopt and that fell through and so it it kind of felt like everything we were trying was um failing you know and we really surrendered to, well, you know, our, this is what is in front of us. And we, we have this gift of life that together as a couple, and um, it's, th this is good. And I need to kind of surrender my own want for my life. When we found out that we were pregnant with Amelie, um, when I already came to what I felt like was an end of a journey within my own heart of, even if I don't get what I want, um, I, I believe, I believe this, I believe in a good God and in a God that is not good just because we get what we want. And so we are pregnant and it was a party. <laughs> it was like an out-of-body experience. I never, I was so excited to finally hear the news that we were pregnant and we kind of found out by accident and um, it was just, uh, we had this little girl and she, changed our lives and she was becoming a parent was better than I thought it would ever 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 be and so um after Amelie we just didn't get pregnant again and it was kind of the same thing of thinking okay well let's try adoption and we just had started looking into the adoption process again because it had just been, it had been almost four years and we hadn't gotten pregnant. And so then we were about to head out on tour again, find out I'm pregnant. So ecstatic, so excited. And uh, we were on tour for a massive portion of my pregnancy. And when they asked if we wanted to do the screening, we didn't do the test. So I didn't know when I was pregnant um, that anything was wrong. We knew that Lucy was small, but during, it was around this, the fifth, sixth month, I, I wasn't gaining much weight. She wasn't gaining much weight. And then it got to the point where I was on partial bed rest. We went in for a checkup one day and the blood going to her heart and brain was not flowing properly. And so, they had, they had been telling me for a while that I wasn't going to um, go full term. They weren't going to let me do that because she wasn't growing well enough. And so they sent us to the hospital and um, had Lucy uh, early, early one morning. And um, 
it was like the same as it was with Amelie. I mean, you were just in tears, so happy and so in love with Lucy. And then you know, I was holding her on my, on my chest right after she was born and she kind of started turning blue and she was, she was limp and wasn't crying. And so they, they took her from me and I still didn't know anything was really wrong. And they started just kind of hustling around and people were whispering and it was just kind of like a bit of a hubbub happening, but I was um, completely unaware. And this nurse walked over just a few minutes after they took her and she, she said, um, your, your daughter has signs that are consistent with Down syndrome. And it's weird when you get news like that. It's, I really did not think, I mean, looking back, you know, I'm embarrassed sometimes to relay the story because I'm embarrassed of how I felt. Um, but I was so shocked and so devastated because we've known people who have gone through the death of a child because their child had Down syndrome or just a lifetime of surgeries and heart complications. And so I had no idea what Lucy's future was going to be or if she would have one at all. So I, it's, it's, um, it was really strange. I, I could see her still talking and explaining things to me, but I like, I couldn't hear what she was saying. Um, it was one of those experiences. It felt like I was kind of hovering like in the corner up on the ceiling like a ghost and just kind of watching this thing happen to Michael and I. And it was the most crushing feeling I've ever felt. Um, we run and hide from pain and from suffering and just try to have like a really great, wonderful, happy life. and. And then you are hit with news like this, and Lucy had two heart defects. She suddenly became this list and this diagnosis instead of, you know, what she was, instead of this beautiful, perfect baby girl. And so we were just floored. We were, felt like we were hit by a train. But I remember family coming into the room. They leaned in and like held my face as I was crying and they were crying. And it was like something I've never, ever, ever experienced. And I, I'm not sure if I ever will again. Um, but what I was so, I remember feeling embarrassed and ashamed of myself for being sad that Lucy had this diagnosis and, and as well, this amounts joy and gratitude for the gift that her life was. And sharing that with other people was, um, there, there's nothing else like it. And, and the, the pain of that moment made way for this other reality to open up, this other side of life to open up. That, um, I mean, you share in that kind of pain and you have that kind of vulnerability with other people. It, it really undid me. 
I really felt like I had this gift of experiencing a different side of life that I, I, I know was, even though in the middle of it, it was so painful and I didn't want it, like I, I know it was a gift. So Lucy, I, I felt like when I would hold her and when I would see her, I saw what she was. If, if I was ever away or at night just thinking about all these possible things that could happen to her, that's when I would kind of spiral. But when I would see her, I saw it was like seeing the reality in front of me. Um, and Lucy has opened up my eyes to the wholeness of life. Um, I realized my prejudice, realized my mindset for ableism. I thought a life with special needs was somehow a limited life, and that's just not true. It's not true at all. Any parent or sibling I've talked to has said how having a child with special needs has just changed them in the most positive way, um, how it's been one of the best things that, that has ever happened to them. And so when I would talk to people about this and hear um, other parents' stories, I realized, I, I feel like I came to this very specific line in the sand of, whoa, I am the blind here, it is me. Lucy is perfect and Lucy is a gift. I feel really, really, really lucky to have a child with special needs. And I can see on other people's faces when they meet Lucy, I can see, like I feel so lucky to witness these moments of other people's uh, framework being changed as well because they see her and they have this expectation for her for what they think she's gonna be. And when she's not that, I mean, I've, I've watched grown adults cry and you know try to hide their tears. I've seen people on airplanes watch her for an hour and then tear up and want to hold her. I mean, it's, it's amazing to get to see it. I like, I've like got this front row seat to like seeing Lucy walk into a room and just change people's lives and how she is with Amelie. Um, it's just, oh, I get all teary. Whew, I, I had this idea for huh, what their relationship was going to be like. And it, it, it's just so much better. It's, I look at my girls and I, I don't really know how I got so lucky. And it's when you've felt the pain of like what is happening and how did we get here and is Amelie going to be brokenhearted when she finds out her sister has Down syndrome and I, like I see how ridiculous my thinking was when I felt the pain of it on this side of it it's just so good oh it's so good to be wrong about <laughs> like it never felt so good to be just so wrong and Lucy's life teaches me all the time to be present to um, fully see the gift in front of me because like I look at her and I only see a gift I don't have to try for it you know it's not I don't have to dig to see the beauty of life because I just have to look at her I just have to look at her and look at online and see see them like I'm really seeing the beauty and the magic that these two little girls embody I'm grateful for the seasons that feel like you're facing the night. I'm, I'm grateful for it. When we lean into the night, it has 
something to say to us if we're willing to face it and not just try to get out of the painful experiences, but really let our hearts learn something through it. And on this side of it, I feel nothing but gratitude. We now present to you, in its entirety, track three, Night Has Passed. Night has passed And the day lies open Night has passed And the day lies open before us Let us pray with one heart and mind Let us pray with one heart and mind As we rejoice As we rejoice In the gift of this day In the gift of this day
gift of this day. In the gift of this day. In the gift of this day. Thank you for listening to our podcast. You can learn more about our new album on our website, thebrilliancemusic.com. Please be sure to follow us, The Brilliance Music, on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, and subscribe to our YouTube channel for album videos. We also would love to address any questions you may have and would love to hear about what you think about these songs. So email us at thebrilliancemusic at gmail.com. Also, please subscribe to our podcast and rate it on iTunes. Share with your friends, neighbors, loved ones, or anyone who will listen. It's your support, whatever that means for you, that makes it possible for us to do this. And we're grateful. Until next week, this is John Arndt, signing off. This podcast was produced by John Arndt and David Gunger. All interviews conducted by David Gunger. Editing, sound design, and mix by John Arndt. Special thanks to our guest, Lisa Gunger. Oh. <laughs> oh, don't make me cry. Uh, <laughs> oh, no, I'm crying. Oh, oh man, you can't, I can't talk about Lou and Oms without crying. Jeez.